listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening, this is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. If you'd like to call in tonight and um, talk to my guest or myself, the number is 917-889-8078. If you're listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at shereencwr at gmail.com or s-h-a-r-e-e-n-e-c-w-r at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would like to remind everyone that our show is on every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, and 8 p.m. Central. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you subscribe to those services. If you want a direct link to those programs, um, you can contact the CWR homepage on our website at cwrtalknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline of 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. I want to do a shout-out to my friend Lisa. Uh, Leslie Brown Browning in Texas. She's doing an amazing job with her foundation of Alicia's voice. If you can see what they're up to over there in Texas. Tonight we are blessed to have a special guest, Lisa from Utah. She is an interest she has an interesting story to share with us about abuse that was impinged upon her and her family by people other than her family. So this was not domestic by any means, but it was abuse. So here at Mad About DV, we are against all abuses. So we want to talk to Lisa tonight about her story and have her voice heard. Lisa? Yes. Hey, I'm how here. are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing just great. Thank you very much. And hello, everybody. Excellent. So um, what I'd like you to start off with is just share your story with us. Let's start there. Okay. Well, I came from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, where I had family there to come and live in Utah, which I was always told was a family-friendly state and a great place to raise your children. And uh, I had a couple friends out here, and uh, I really was excited to, to move out here. Um, and uh, my sons, uh, Tim, Peter, and Jordan, uh, are wonderful young men, and I had a little girl uh, who was two years old um, when this uh, occurrence happened. Um, my son Jordan is a juvenile diabetic, and uh, he was seen up at the um, University of Utah, uh, and um, at seven years old, he we found out he... Uh, had juvenile diabetes and I was meticulous with his diabetes. It was very, very important to me. Uh, it was one of the most important things in my life to take care of him. Uh, and what happened was, is there was a doctor, uh, that we had been seeing ever since he was diagnosed with the disease at 11 months old. Uh, his name was Dr. Rollison, and he was a wonderful, wonderful doctor and a great man. And my family was like very, we were like family. And uh, he loved Jordan very, very much. And uh, so when he retired, there was another woman who came up from uh, Texas, Houston, Texas. Uh, she was a doctor and uh she took over my son's case. Um, I had not met her, and all of a sudden I was told that she was going to be my son's doctor. I wasn't real happy about that because I wanted to find my own doctor for him. And the next thing I know, I'm getting these – I'm, I'm being told uh, that I'm not doing a good job with my son – when I had been meticulous about taking care of his diabetes. Uh, and the next thing I know, my son was taken from me on September 28th of 2000. 
and I, I had never even heard of anybody having their children being taken from them I, by CPS or DCFS. Never in my life. I I grew up in a, a wealthy family and you know had a really good life and and I had never even heard of anything like that. And the next thing I know, they're there the CPS DCFS caseworker uh, came to my girlfriend's house where I was with my son and he said you need to hand him over or all of you are going to jail and it was my girlfriend Lorraine and her son and my oldest son Tim uh, and uh, I told him I said I told Jordan I said I'll get you right back I'm you know, I I didn't know what to do. I, you know, he said, the DCFS caseworker said, uh, CPS caseworker said, well, the cops are on their way and you all will be arrested if you don't hand him over. Now, let me and ask you a question. He, did you know about this before she showed up? No, I did not. She just showed no. up. He showed up. His name was Barry Richards. No, he I mean, just the, showed uh, up. Oh, he's a CPS person is... Yeah, he was a CPS DCFS caseworker. And I had never, ever heard of CPS. I didn't even know what CPS was. And I was pretty much schooled right off the bat. And I was freaking out. I, I couldn't believe that somebody could actually tell you that they're taking your child away from you. I had never heard of that. And yeah. like I said before, I had come here because this was a family-friendly state, and I uh, I just couldn't believe what was happening to me. They took him away from me at seven years old. They took him to the Christmas box house, which is a lockdown uh, facility for kids, uh, abuse kids and everything like that. And I, I was absolutely freaking out. I was traumatized, as was my yeah. son. And the rest of our family, we were just, we couldn't believe it. Uh, I did everything I could to get him back. Uh, I was called that next Monday. It happened on a Thursday. Uh, And that next Monday, I was called by the DCFS caseworker. I was trying to get an attorney in the meantime to say, hey, I want my son back. I want my son back now. And um, I'm I'm a pretty strong woman. I've I've gone through a lot. I've lost my my immediate family, everyone in my family, and I've gone through a lot. So I'm I'm a pretty I'm a pretty strong woman. But I'll tell you what, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And uh, aside from my two-year-old beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed little girl, she was taken five days later. And it was at the hands of an assistant attorney general here in uh, in Utah, in Salt Lake City. And uh, he said he it, we I was called to, to come to a court hearing. They said that if I didn't show up, I'd lose my son forever. So I showed up, and because uh, I wanted to do everything I could to get my child back. And uh, then the uh, hearing was continued, and this assistant attorney general, Paul, said, "Well, by the way, Judge, we're you know, it's it's going to be continued, but we're going to take the baby today." So he had already found out that I had a beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed little girl, and she went by the name of Pretty. Everybody called her Pretty, (laughs) and her name was Lee. uh, Is Lee. And, uh, but she was a beautiful baby. And, uh, so this was very, very traumatic because they came and took my daughter as well. So I, I was devastated. My whole family was devastated. What was their motive in taking the daughter? The motive in taking the boy was that you supposedly weren't taking care of the diabetes. Right, right. Well, the thing is, is that in Utah, if you have siblings, uh, they took her for sibling at risk for medical neglect. She didn't even have diabetes. DCFS and CPS thought she had diabetes. She did not. And like I said, I was meticulous with Jordan's diabetes. And right. the doctor the doctor came uh, up from Houston, Texas, which is a big hot spot for CPS and DCFS. 
and uh, they take children away for money and the, because all the states get money for every child that is taken away and put into foster care. Yeah, and this is in Texas? So it's a, well, it's, the, the doctor that alleged the medical neglect on me came up from Houston, Texas, okay. which is where, you know, CPS is that. a really big hotspot. Yeah. Yeah, it is in she Oregon as well. Have, it's really big. And so, yeah, I get oh, that. Oh, honey, it's big everywhere. It's big yeah. everywhere. It's big business. It's big yeah. money. It's millions and millions of dollars for each state to have your child taken and put in foster care. Wow. It's human trafficking. Now, it's human tra- yeah, and that, Go ahead, honey. that is human trafficking, absolutely. Let's talk about Jordan for a moment. Who adopted Jordan, your son? The doctor who alleged the medical neglect on me adopted my now, child. And they were from Texas, or were they from here? They were from Texas. And they okay, moved, let me ask- they moved. It's the doctor they- who alleged the medical neglect on me. Yeah. She and- ended up going back to Texas, took Jordan with her, and when Jordan said, I want to go home and be with my family and my mother, uh, you know, he spoke up the whole time and said, my mother has done wonderful with my diabetes and has taken care of me. And, uh, and when this doctor took him down to Texas, moved back to Texas, there was a big thing about primary children's hospital that a lot of these doctors were involved in, and I really can't say much about that because that's still going on. Um, Is that the one in that Salt Lake? Be, yes, primary children's okay. in Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, up at the U of U. I really can't say much because there's a lot going on regarding that issue. Okay, okay. But let me um, ask you this. Is it an ethics violation for her to adopt a child that she's taking care absolutely. of? Absolutely. Absolutely. And she didn't lose absolutely. her license? No, and in fact, uh, when Jordan was older, uh, he told me that she was on 60 Minutes because she had done something illegal regarding GHB, the growth hormone, uh, and uh, he said that she was in a lot of trouble. And uh, but when she when she took Jordan down to back down to Houston, Texas, with her, and adopted him. Uh, he told her, I want to go home. I want to be with my family. I want to be with my mother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what she did, what actually what he did was uh, he, when, when he said that to her, uh, she called up DCFS back here in Salt Lake City and said, I don't want him anymore. And she had put a, an insulin pump in him. And, uh, and I got a telephone call from primary children's from another doctor, uh, that knew, uh, this doctor well. And he said, he called me up and he said, Lisa, your son is back up here in Salt Lake city. And he arrived in a pool of his own blood. Oh no. Was he seven or eight now or nine or how old was he at this time? That, that time he was 10. Mm. It was three years later. And I had my rights terminated to both my children. I had, I had the assistant attorney general on the case. He hated my guts. And the reason for that was is because I told him, I said, I'm going to get my children back. And he said, before hearing, he told me, he goes, you will bow down to my authority. And I told him, no, I won't. I said, I bow down to two people in my life and that's my earthly father and my heavenly father Mm. and he hated me he hated me for fighting him at every single turn I was fighting him and he was best friends with the attorney general Mark Shirtliff here in Utah and every DCFS came out and said we wanted to give your children back to you Lisa and every time we tried to do that Paul wouldn't let us well, uh, was, he was the assistant you, attorney. Can you mention his name or no? His name is Paul Lehman, A-M-A-N-N. And okay. uh, he, was, he, was, he was the most cruelest, meanest person that I have ever known in my life. I'm so sorry. He, he told me I would never get my children back. He told, that, he told me that to my face. 
he was horrible to me. <laughs> he put me in jail for the first time in my whole life for 48 days. He took every home that I had trying to fight for my children. He took every home away from me to the point where I can't even get my own home. Uh, but he got me fired from every single job that I had. I mean, this man was after me because I fought to get my children back. They have a power and control problem, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, he's, he has an ego the, <laughs> as big as Texas. Really, he does. He's got a huge ego problem. And he was the attorney general's best friend. In fact, the attorney general called him Budsaw because he was such a badass. Excuse my language, but that's what he was. Yeah, and uh, and I went to the attorney general who now is Sean Reyes, and I went and talked to him several times. And Paul had gotten in trouble for some other things, and he was fired years ago from the attorney general's office. So I was, I'm hoping that I was instrumental in helping that, but that's a pretty dangerous thing to say for me to yeah. you know to come out with. I've I've had so many bad things happen to me because of Paul and my sons. My sons were arrested and put in jail. I mean, <laughs> my boyfriend at the time was put in jail. I mean, he stopped at nothing to try to break me. Mm. And through the grace of God, I'm still here. Now, let me ask you this. Um, tell us about how you lost your houses. Oh, I was told I, I was given eviction notices. I was given eviction notices. I would pay rent, and I would get eviction notices. Anyway. And wasn't um, one of them blown up? Was that you that I was talking to? Oh, that to was – yeah, that's that's right. Thank you for reminding me. I had, I had absolutely forgotten about that. Um, what happened was is uh, Daryl, my boyfriend at the time, and the father of Lee – uh, we were going to get married, and after all this uh, happened, it didn't happen. But that's a whole nother story in itself. But he came in when I was getting ready for a, uh, a, a meeting with all the heads of state, which was the next morning. And I was supposed to meet with Governor Huntsman uh, and the uh, lieutenant governor, who was Herbert at the time, who is now the governor of Utah, um, and all the heads of state. And uh, I was preparing in my bedroom, and Daryl ran in. He said, Lisa, I, I smell gas. And the next thing I the next thing I know, he's grabbing me off the bed with his hand and cupped my hand, and we ran out the door and we ran to the next door neighbor's yard and turned around just in enough time to see our house that we were renting blow five feet off its foundation. Oh my God! Are you there? Yeah. 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 I, I it, honey. The things that have happened to me and my family because of my fighting for my two children, uh, there were a lot of things that happened uh, that were not, you know, normal. Um, it's it, it it was really it, my whole situation trying to get my kids back was traumatic. Like I I I can't even begin to tell you how traumatic this whole thing was. Yeah. Well, I can hear in your I mean, voice. I've several times, you know, I got into a car crash that just came out of nowhere. Uh, that's happened twice to me. Um, and it's always right before I have to see somebody uh, like the Attorney General Mark Shirtliff. Um, he, he's our old Attorney uh, General. Um, he was arrested, <laughs> too, for other things. But... Um, Every time that I was supposed to meet with somebody important regarding my children, uh, something bad would happen. Every time. And it wasn't anything natural. So I'm, I can't tell you, uh, you know, how hard this was for me for so years. You um, actually struggled for your own life as well. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was put in harm's way so many times and through the grace of God, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Um, so he was adopted out in Texas, sent back. You went to go get him. You fought for him. He was he readopted out to another family. Yes, he was. He was to a to a nice family in in uh, Park City that took very good care of him. Good. And did they let you visit him at all, or how did that go? No, that was <laughs> no, that was not the case. Um, Paul had, like I said, he had done everything he could to keep me from getting my children back because I told him I was never going to stop fighting for my children. And like I said before, he said, you know, you will bow down to me. And I told him, no, I wouldn't. But my thing that was the tip of the iceberg for him, and he just came after me with everything he had, with everything he had. And, uh, but I did try to send a, uh, cover story of our, uh, weekly magazine here in Salt Lake city. It's called the city weekly. And there was a story that was done, uh, on my family. And in fact, it had a picture of my, uh, my son, Tim and my son, Peter, uh, and myself, and it was a cover story. And I had sent that to his adoptive parents trying to let them know what had happened. And then they turned around and gave me a civil stalking injunction. And that was something that Paul had made them do. He told them Mm. to to try to get me to be put in jail and all all kinds of things. So, yeah, but I, you know, I've talked to his adoptive mother. Uh, I talked to her just recently and She's a very nice lady, and she does love Jordan dearly. He lost his adoptive father quite some time ago, but Jordan was the apple of his eye, and and I'm thankful to them for being good to him. Yeah, some children aren't that lucky. Yeah, uh, let me ask you this: um, Now that he's over eighteen, are you able to spend time with him whenever you want? Oh, I I spend a lot of time with Jordan and uh his wife Tanji and my 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 grandson Atticus. He's just so beautiful. I I am very blessed with having a good relationship with my son. In fact, I was just talking to him tonight uh just a couple hours ago. We we yeah. see each other quite often. Yeah. Awesome. And I love okay. him dearly. Let's talk about, um, I know it's probably much harder to talk about, but let's talk about your two-year-old. Yeah, her name is Lee. Yeah, and um, did you uh, lose custody of her right away, or did you, um, or how did that, who adopted her? Was it um, another doctor? She had another family. She had another family that was interested in her, and they adopted her. I had my parental rights terminated to my children, which was one of the worst days of my life. Yeah, you didn't but terminate did... it. Someone else terminated oh, it, no. right? <laughs> DCFS and uh, the Attorney General and Paul Amon, too, had terminated me. Yeah. DCFS did not want to terminate me. I'm sorry, that's not right. It was Paul who did that. He terminated my rights. Uh, DCFS wanted to give me my children back. In fact, yeah. while I was in jail, there was a big uh, meeting regarding uh, my ch- my children with DCFS and uh, a couple doctors regarding his diabetes. Um, my therapist at the time, I had to get a therapist. They insisted on that because of all the trauma that I had endured. And there were like 15 people in this meeting. And DCFS said, we're going to give the kids back. And Paul said, no, you're not. And so DCFS moved to have Paul removed from the case, but the attorney general would not let him be removed from the case. And that was Shirtliff at the time? Yep, Mark Shirtliff. And, and now we have uh, Sean Reyes, whom I have to tell you I very much love. I think he's wonderful. Was he helpful to you guys? Well, I have to thank Sean Reyes. Uh for firing Paul from the attorney general's office. 
Uh, I don't know Excellent. whether my case was. No, I don't know whether my case was instrumental in doing part of that. I had had several meetings with Sean Reyes and regarding Paul, and he is a great man. He he has done a lot of good for for me personally, because uh, once Paul was gone out of the AG's office, I can't tell you how relieved I was, for not only for myself. But for all of the other parents that have had this happen to them because of Paul, and there have been many, many. I mean, I could tell you a story that would just would make you so angry. Uh, uh, he he he's the cruelest person I have ever met in my entire life. Oh no! There was I'm so a, sorry. There was a there was a family that uh, lost a two year old child. Uh, who had uh, gotten up from her nap. She climbed up on the dresser, and it fell over on her, and she passed away. Mm. Paul told DCFS to go out and get the two-month-old baby and take that baby away from these grieving parents. And I don't know what the outcome of that was, but I did find out about that. I had somebody... uh, And I still, to this day, do not know who the person was or people were, but they would take uh, inter-office emails between DCFS and the Attorney General's office and leave it at my doorstep. I okay, have say that one lot... more time. I, I'm <laughs> trying to comprehend this. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I maybe should not have mentioned that, uh, but uh, it's a little late now. Uh <laughs> But someone who uh, I don't know who it is, uh, but they were taking inner office emails between DCFS and and, uh, the AG's office, and they would make copies of it and put it in in a manila envelope and leave it at my my doorstep, and I would find it uh, the next day, you know, going to get the newspaper, and I would find it. And uh, there was a lot of inter-office emails that I received about oh my Paul, gosh. about DCFS, about my case in particular. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I try, I've been trying to sue them for a long time now, and every single time that I've tried in federal court, I've been shot down every time. Whether I have evidence or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a very public case because I wanted to get my story out because there's a lot of people, a lot of families that have gone through the same thing. And I didn't want them to feel like I wasn't doing anything because I was, I mean, I should have died several times over. Right. So I'm very, I'm very lucky that I'm still here. Yeah, very lucky, especially when your house was uh, exploding. Blown up. Yeah, the 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 Midvale uh, Fire Department investigator uh, said that there was C4 underneath our house. Oh my god! That's why it blew. I... That's why it blew up. And and if I remember correctly, I, it's been a while since we've spoken. Uh, but uh, was there not? A, did you get a phone call to get out of the house? No, uh, uh, we didn't, but uh, Daryl had smelled gas, and I don't know I don't know how that all happened. All I know is that he said he smelled gas, he grabbed me by the hand, we ran out of the house because it was a, a whole – it smelled like a bunch of gas. And uh, the next thing we know, uh, the house is going up five feet off its foundation. We should and have. What, we should have died. Year, yeah, you should have died. What year was that about? Oh gosh. Uh, oh, honey. Um, let's see. Uh, I think it was two thousand and two. It was wow. before my rights were terminated. And, and just after, yeah, that was how they were trying to terminate yeah. your rights without doing anything. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh but gosh. I was supposed to meet with the heads of state the next the next morning. Oh, everybody! I was supposed to meet with Mark Shirtliff, um, Governor uh, John Huntsman, um, Lieutenant Governor uh, 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 Herbert, 
and a whole bunch of other people. It was a big, huge meeting to talk about my kids and returning my kids. And evidently that was not supposed to happen, but I made it there anyway. Good. Oh, my God. So there's been so much going on, honey. And when you have the attorney general who's the best friend of the assistant attorney general on your case, it's next to impossible to to get your kids back. And I I didn't – I mean, I fought so hard. I I have still – I fought for so many years. I fought for 17 years. Yeah. And I'm still – I'm still wanting to see my daughter. Yeah. Who I haven't seen in 16 years. Yeah, and she just turned 18, right? Yes, she did. And um, and you did go to see her, but you were in a car accident on the way. Is that right? Yeah, we. I was supposed to meet with her and uh, the rest of my family. It was a birthday party, and uh, we got into a car crash, my daughter-in-law and I, uh, right when we were leaving the house. So we didn't make and, it. And that was just recently, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Because yeah. she was taking it too. That was 16 years yep. ago, so that was probably just uh, real recent. Um, when she was grow- growing up, did you know where she was? Did Did you have any reaction? No, I, no. Paul, Paul made sure that I didn't know where either one of my children were. He was very meticulous about me. I I was a personal case to him. Yeah, you were. I was, yeah. And I couldn't have picked a a, a more, oh, I can't even, you know what? There's no words to describe this man. There's no uh, strong enough word for this man. Uh, he, He took me on as his own personal vendetta. And, I mean, he did everything to break me that he could. Everything. You know, he he's done so much to my family, it's just unbelievable. I mean, yeah. to, my, to Tim, to Peter, I mean, he, he went after everybody. It just wasn't me. It was, it was Daryl, Tim, Peter. If he couldn't get to me directly, he would use my kids. And that's how you hurt a mother most. Yeah, that's exactly how to hurt a mother the most is through your kids. Yeah. And to keep your other kids from seeing you and yeah. and not being with you and not getting them back. I I can't tell you how traumatic uh this whole time was for me and it hasn't yeah. stopped. It just well, hasn't stopped. Right. And um so how much time did you spend in jail, if you don't mind me asking? 48 days in jail, my first time in jail. And did you have to go and back I'm claustrophobic on top, And I'm claustrophobic on top of that. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and was, he didn't care, it was sure. Of, but... Yeah, he, he – no, uh, honey, any time that I tried to do something, whether it was going on TV – whether it was being a cover story, uh, whether it was in the Salt Lake Tribune or the Deseret News, it didn't matter what I did, I would be punished for it every single time. Mm. He would punish me. And there wasn't anything anybody could have done about it except for Mark Shirtliff. And Mark Shirtliff was not going to fire his buzzsaw. He wasn't right. going to fire the man that was his best friend, even for me. And that being said, are you familiar with the new law in Utah that says that if a child's taken out of the home, they have to be given to a, another family member? You know, I I do know about that. I do know about a lot of states that are doing that. Uh, I had just uh, – someone just emailed me a story that happened, I believe – where was it? I think it was. I think it was in Oregon that they gave the the child to a family member instead of giving, you know, having CPS go out and steal the child. 
Um, I have been also instrumental in trying to change the laws here. I've gone to the legislature uh, here. I've had a legislative audit where it stated that my children should not have been taken from me. It's been in the press. It's been in the Deseret News. Um, I mean, it just, and in fact, DCFS came out in a story with the Deseret News stating that uh, my daughter was wrongly removed and without their recommendation, and yet I never got her back because of Paul. I never got Jordan back. And there were many, many people who knew how meticulous I, I was. I, he was so much of my you know, uh, concentration regarding his diabetes. I, I had never known anybody who had diabetes. There was no one in my family that had diabetes. But I wanted to make sure that my son got the most excellent care that he could. And he got that from Dr. Marvin Rollison at the University of Utah. Uh, you know, and he was, he loved Jordan. He absolutely adored him. And, and then all of a sudden we have this doctor that came up from Houston, Texas, and she just, she wanted a lab rat. She had him taken away from me because she wanted to use him. And then she ended up adopting him. So this has been, this has been extremely stressful for my whole entire family. Um, Tim and Peter were extremely close with with Jordan and Lee. I mean, my family was very, very close and we still are, uh, Tim and Peter. I, you know, they're wonderful and have always been wonderful and a big, you know, they've been warriors for me and they've kept me fighting. Yeah. And that's and your two oldest children, correct? My two oldest boys. That's right. Tim was present at both removals of the kids. And, you know, I wish that I could take that back, that he didn't have to see that be be there. He, he was there when both of them were kidnapped. Uh, so it's it's been hard on him. Yeah. He was only 18 at the time, and Peter was 15. And I want to talk about those two in just a second. Let's go to a public service announcement, and we'll be right back. Okay, girlfriend? All right, sweetheart. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. This is uh, Shireen at Making a Difference About Domestic Violence, and I'm here talking to Lisa today about how her children were removed from her home by CPS uh, without just cause, and uh, this was about 20 years ago, and uh, the the conflict that it has caused in their family or the pain that it has caused in, in her family, and she's talking to us about this tonight. Hi, Lisa. Hi, honey. Okay, so I'm I want to talk about your older boys. So, so let's just uh, get one thing clear, though. You have not met up with your newly 18-year-old daughter that was taken away at the age of two as of yet. Is that right? No, I have not. No, I have not. Okay. But I was supposed and to meet with her. I was supposed to see her at a birthday party of my grandsons. And okay. When when we we were trying to leave, we got into a car crash. Okay. So we didn't make it. Yeah. And this was okay. a few months ago. And let's talk about your um, oldest, uh, your older sons. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, your 18-year-old, was present when both of them were taken by CPS. Is that correct? That's that is correct. 
And if I remember correctly, based on what you said, that CPS really didn't want to take them, or they de definitely wanted to give them back, but the eternal yes. attorney general's best friend, who was a, a vice or or assistant attorney general at assistant that time, assistant attorney general, yeah, at, yeah, at that time. When did when was he fired by Reyes? Which you know, was, we should really celebrate Reyes for that. But oh, I just I'm I can't tell you uh, how thankful I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and, and I heard a, a couple of other things that happened uh that that Paul was uh involved in. Um and uh so it it wasn't probably it wasn't just my case. It was a conglomeration of things. Good. That he and was and fired. about but, what year was that? I think it was a couple years ago, honey, if I remember correctly. Okay. Because I know that Reyes has been in for probably four or five years, right? Okay. Well, it, I'm, you know, I'm really not sure, hon. I okay. don't really recall. All right. All I know is that he, that he was he was fired. And yeah. it took a, a long time. Because I, I tried, I tried my hardest to have him be gone. Yeah. I didn't want him to do to other people what he had done to my family. Right. And um and because he had done to other people what he did to your family is why Reyes let him go, which is um awesome. I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with it, yes. Right. All right, let's talk about your two oldest. Um how are they doing? They're doing great. Absolutely great. They they have families of their own and and we you know I'm in fact I'm with my middle son uh, taking care of my granddaughter here uh, in Salt Lake and so I'm with my middle son. Oh good. So, and yeah. Um, how uh, when you had taken um, when you had worked so hard to get your other children back did it did you feel like you were taking some time away from them that they didn't deserve that or anything? You know, I don't because they were so, they were so pro the things that I had been doing. I Good. went to the legislature to help change, change laws and, right. and help write bills. And, and, and I did, I mean, I went to the legislature for a long time. They yeah, probably got sick of me. <laughs> but yeah, I helped to change, change things. Uh, yeah. And had a legist. I'm the first woman to have a legislative audit happen on a single case. Oh, really? Yeah. What is a legislative audit? I've never heard of that actually. What they do is is the uh, legislative auditor general's office uh, investigate um, the what what has happened in the case, um, who was involved, and. There, there was a lot that was going on with with them. I, you know, I there were there were a lot of tension. There was a lot of tension uh, between the auditor generals uh, and uh, the auditor general and myself. In fact, I talked to uh, John Schaff, who was the legislative auditor general, and one day I called up and I told him, I said. Um, you know, I really need to talk to you about this. And um, he he told me, he said, well, your legislative audit doesn't exist. So, I mean, he, he pretty much shot me down um, after I was extremely public about it. And he didn't like that at all. Mm. So I've, I've made kind of enemies with a lot of people because I've been so pro trying to expose CPS and DCFS for what they've been doing that I I made, you know, a lot of conflict happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I was bringing it to the surface and they did not want that. They did not right. like that at all. So when, when some of the legislators wrote off on me getting a legislative audit, it didn't sit well. Right. Because this was the first one for uh, a CPS case. Right. So wow. I, <laughs> the legislative auditor general got a lot of backlash about it. Good. So, yeah. Now well, let yeah, me ask you I, this. And, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, sweetie. 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, uh, it, it's how did you how did your family start to heal? Was it visiting with your children that you hadn't seen in a while? Have you you have you how did you get around from day to day? What what kept you going? What helped your heart? Um, what helped my heart was yeah. my two older boys. Yeah. They kept me going. They carried me the whole way. And so did Daryl. Uh, you know, it became too much uh, for Daryl some of the time. And, and there were times when we weren't together. But uh, the thing is, is that my sons have been my my biggest supporters and my warriors. I call them my warriors. Yeah, because they when I when I would get to a point where I couldn't take it anymore, they would always lift me up and be there for me. Tim's gone with me to see the, uh, you know, the attorney people in the attorney general's office and DCFS, and you know he's he's been a, uh, a warrior. He and Peter both. But if I didn't have them, I I couldn't tell you whether I still would be here. Right. You know, I mean, they were my rocks the whole time. Right. And, you know, um, I'm glad you brought that up because those that are abused, um, especially by law enforcement, judicial officials of which you were abused. Um, oh, absolutely. It, they become homicidal and suicidal because they feel right. that the abuse will not end. And because right. these people are, you know, power and control freaks. If you oh might, yeah, if I can say it like that. Um, oh yeah, well that's exactly what it is. It was power and control over yeah. other people. Right. So yeah. And um, so I so when you said you know I I wouldn't have made it. Uh, I can't tell you that that is truly how um, abuse victims feel um, when when things like that are happening. Right. Right. Well, I also have to thank God too, because uh, if I didn't have God in my life, I I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be here. Uh, you except know, for my boys, yep. I had to be yep. there for them. Yep. You know, I had to be strong for them as well. Yep. So it wasn't just it wasn't just me. It was the whole family, and right. it 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 took a lot of strength to keep my family together. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, hurt involved with what happened because Tim and right. and Jordan and Peter and Jordan were extremely close. Right. I mean, their their brother was everything to them. I I learned how to take care of his diabetes up at Primary Children's Hospital. I stayed a week in there to learn how to take care of him. And when I came home, I taught my boys how to take care of him. So not only was I meticulous with his diabetes, his juvenile diabetes, they were as well. Well, you and I both know it wasn't his diabetes that was the problem. The problem is is someone wanted him and they were going to do what they could to get him. That's exactly right. And just like you said on your daughter, someone eyed her, wanted her, and adopted her. Yep, that's right. You know, it was your son that found your little daughter, right? Your oldest son? Uh, I think that my, my, I think Jordan is the one who, who, uh, who got a hold of Lee somehow. I don't, I don't exactly know what happened. I'm, I just know that I just wanted to see her. Yeah. I, I, and, um, you know. so my question, what is my question? I just lost it, but, um, <laughs> so my, no, I'll find it. <laughs> no, my, my question is this, is your son found her and mm-hmm. um you haven't been able to be reunited as of yet of course but not yet no but has he reunited with her spoken to her or do you just like speak to her on social media or or no how- he's uh, he i i believe he's seen her um and spent a little bit of time with her okay. um i think tim and peter have as well um at one or two times uh i i'm not real sure i just know that I I really wanted to see her when I got a chance to do that, and and then we had the car crash and I couldn't make it. Right. But I was and very did, anxious to see her. I bet you were. And did you? Oh, yeah. Um, you, have you talked to her on the phone or anything? 
No, I haven't. And did the boys tell her what happened in her life? Because she was pretty young, and so she probably didn't know the whole story. Right, right. Well, I'm sure that they told her, and uh, and and they missed her uh, incredibly. I mean, like I said, we were a very close family. Yeah. And was she raised by a decent family? Do you know? Did Jordan tell you or? No, I I I I found out who they were and uh and I I was very angry one time when uh the lady uh I, I met I met her mother. I met her adoptive mother. Um in fact before she was adopted and um in fact I had Lee come to uh a meeting uh, with me, a visitation at DCFS, and uh, found a spank mark on her daughter, and I was livid. And mm. I called up, I called up uh, Lorraine Brown, who at the time was the regional director of DCFS, and told her, "Hey, I found a spank mark on my daughter's bottom when she went, with, you know, she wanted to go potty." And she said, "We'll call CPS," and I did. And ever since then, uh, she has not talked to me. I'm talking about the adoptive mother. Uh, she eventually adopted uh, Lee, and uh, and we never communicated after that. And, in fact, Paul took my visitations away from me. Uh, and yeah, that I was retribution. He... Well, yeah, absolutely. But you know what kept you alive is you were in the newspaper. You were on the TV. You were everything. So they saw you all the time. They Well, it wasn't all the time, but it was a lot. I mean, I, honey, I wasn't going to give up on my children ever. Right, right. You're like probably the best mom I've ever heard of. I mean, there's a lot of great moms that fight for their children, for their grandchildren. I, I know a ton of them. But, you know, this is this is an amazing story as well, that you just kept going and kept going and kept going. That is absolutely wonderful. Well, you're a sweetheart for saying that. No matter how you know how much I love you, but I, I, know. I I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you right now, I if I didn't have Daryl and Tim and Peter, I there wouldn't have been any way that I would have been fighting as hard as I did. And. And the yeah. love that I have for my children is boundless. Right, I know. And Jordan know and Jordan knows that. And so does right. Tim and Peter. And and you know what? One day Lee will as well when you visit with her soon. Yeah, well I'm going to make sure that I do that as soon as possible. I, right. I really wanna see her. I wanna be with her and and I do wanna have a good relationship with her like I do with Jordan. And I'm sure, I'm sure, since she already knows the story, that that she'll be very, very excited to visit with you as well. Well, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, I hope she'll she'll you know, learn there's nothing like, like your own parents. There's nothing like your own parents. No, you know, there there's. Uh, I mean, we love those that. Well, I wasn't adopted, but I know a lot of adopted people, and they love the people that adopted them. Uh, some usually, not always, but. There's nothing like your own parents. That's why people are searching for them all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can't replace a real parent who loves you and no. who will always love you. No. Uh, I, you know, I mean, Jordan, he, when, when I had Jordan, he was 10 pounds, one ounce. I went, I went through wow. hell with him. Yeah. He was 10 pounds, one ounce. And you know what? He is every bit of a, a wonderful son. I, I'm, I'm so proud of my family. I, I just, I can't yeah. even begin to say how proud I am of all of them. Well, you and did a great I, job. Well, thank you, honey. I do appreciate. It. I do, and I hope. I hope that, you know, uh, that I can be a great grand, great great grandmother one of these days. <laughs> but my yeah. my sons are wonderful fathers. Uh, they're absolutely wonderful, and I think that because of what happened, I think that they have so much more love, and you know, uh, giving of themselves because of what happened. Yeah, with the you know to their own children. You right. see what I'm saying? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm you know, just, that's I'm, wonderful that they bring that blessing out of that horrible experience. Yes. And I'm, listen, I'll tell you what, I couldn't be more of a, a prouder grandmother than I am right now. Yeah. I'm I'm so proud of all my grandchildren. They're just beautiful. And I... I'm thankful that I'm still here. I, you know, I turn back and look at what I've done sometimes and think, how crazy were you? <laughs> you know, but I, but I just, <laughs> you know, they're my own children. I, I mean, if you don't fight for your own children, who do you fight for? Right. You know what I mean? You've got to fight for something in this life. Well, and thanks you know to God. Paul and my pissed off the wrong girl. That's all I have to say. Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, uh, listen, I'll tell you what. He knows that to this day. He knows that. Oh. And and uh, so, yeah, I I did everything that I possibly could have uh, except for taking my children, you know, right. from from DCFS and CPS. I, and you, you know you what? Don't you even... still got them back. It might have been years, but you still got them back. And and you will be so strong and close now. I, I I just see it. You know, you're very blessed that God was on your side for sure. Oh yeah. Oh honey, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to stand on my own two feet if it wasn't for God in my life. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. He was there for me. Yeah, he was. Yes. Well, he was. you know what? It's what I tell people is that there's only one person you can trust, and it's no one with flesh and blood. <laughs> that is true. No, that's absolutely true. It I, is. I'm I'm here to tell you that is absolutely true. It if is. I didn't have such a good relationship with God in my life, I I don't I really can't tell you whether I would have endured what I have endured. I, I just don't think I could. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't know so how you enjoyed it anyway, but that's wonderful. <laughs> well, part of it is is piss and vinegar, excuse my my <laughs> expression, but and another thing is I'm very stubborn when it comes to my family. I love my family. Yeah. And and to have them not be there, uh, you know, with me is a travesty and and it, it hurts. I can't I can't begin to tell people how much that hurts when you don't have your children in your life. Right. It hurts. It, it hurts so badly. It's like, it's, it, the hurt does not go away. Right. I still, I still mourn my relationship with my daughter cause she was, you know, she was my only daughter yeah. and I loved her. You know, and, she was and, taken. and not knowing where, not knowing where your juvenile diabetic is when you were so used to taking care of him mm-hmm. and being meticulous about his his diabetes, uh, and being there for him in the middle of the night when you know his diabetes he needed an insulin shot, and and things like that. When you don't know where your children are, I, I'm that's enough to make anybody be insane, right? That's enough to make anybody go have a sleepless night, and there were so many sleep sleepless nights for me. I can't even begin to tell you. I mean, it was yeah. awful. Uh, you know, I, nightmares, right. well, living nightmares. What this was. And let me ask you this real quick uh, question. I talked to you earlier about healing and if you have had any healing and you said, no, really haven't had any healing. What would healing look like for you at this point? Healing would be to see Lee again and complete my family. That would, that would help me to heal. What a blessing. To have my daughter back in my life. Yes, that would that would that would probably heal a lot. And the fact that she's like a missing piece in my life, it's just not a regular life without my right. daughter. She's right. the missing link. She's the missing link. And I'll feel whole once that happens, once I see her. Right. Cuz I've missed her so much. I don't blame you, sweetie. Well, I can't wait till you visit with her, and I want you to tell me all about it when you do. Oh, I will. I will, hon. I really will. And, and I I'm hope so... that. Go ahead. 
I'm I'm hoping that people who are listening to this and know people or have even have somebody in their family know uh, what I've experienced. Um, there is, there is a light at the tunnel, end of the tunnel. I mean, you you will see your family. I know I will see Lee. I yeah. I know that, but it's it's the getting there that is the hardest part. And yeah. if you believe in God, then uh, he will help you. And, and the he, only healing that I've had is the healing from God to get me through yeah. this. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. If I didn't have my, my older boys, if I didn't have God, if I didn't have Daryl, if I didn't have, you know, friends, uh, I've got wonderful friends that have stood by me for so long, Kay and Lorraine and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, but I've had right. really close friends that have helped me as well. Right. That is wonderful that you've had friends yeah. because I think that social aspect is really important as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of people have identified with me when they've lost their children through CPS and DCFS and and they say, "Hey, well if she can do it, we can do it." So I'm 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 thankful for that and I'm thankful for, you know, the the media that has helped me. Yeah. You know, like like Salt Salt Lake Tribune, Deseret News, and Channel 4, Channel 2, you know, and City Weekly. They're wonderful. They were wonderful to me. So uh, my story did get out there. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. uh, Kudos for Sean. I'm very, very proud of what he's done uh, regarding Paul. I I really, you know, I'm really thankful, and I've I've told him that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I yeah. only seen him one time at a domestic violence uh, thing at um, a college close to here, and and someone said, "Can you rap?" And so he rapped. It was really wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he really is awesome. Well, he is awesome. Not very many people that get the AG out rapping, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I love that guy. I would have liked to have seen that actually. Oh, it was great. So if you see him in public ever again, you know, say rap for us, Sean, and he will. (laughs) Yeah, I think I I think I will. (laughs) I'd like to hear it. Great. (laughs) Okay, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It has been absolutely enlightening what you have shared and I have actually learned some more things from uh, the several times or the few times that we've talked. I know we were at the retreat together and we talked on the phone a few times and um, we Facebook from time to time, but you, I have really learned a lot and you know what? I really love that you bring forward that it was family, it was friends, it was heavenly father that helped you, gave you strength and helped you to move forward in your life and that your family is coming all together. How amazing is that? And that is extremely amazing. Yeah. And you'll be one once again soon, hopefully. So again, yeah. I want to hear all about when you meet with her, if you want to uh, meet again on my show, that would be great. I, I think my, my fans would love to hear all about that. I will, I will absolutely <laughs> do that. That's I will great. absolutely do that. You know, maybe she and I will be on at the same time. Who knows? Good. That would be great. That would be absolutely yeah. awesome. Okay, girlfriend, well, you have a good night, and thank you so much for coming on. Hey, honey, if you have any listeners, um, any one of your fans that need to talk to me, you know my number, you have them call me. If anybody needs any help or encouragement. Is there anything else that you would like to say to to my listeners? Because I do know that some of them have had their children taken away. Well, what I'd like to tell them is be strong. Lean on the people that love you, because I did. And without that, I don't think that I would have really made it. And yeah. and if you you know you you've got to be able to have that strength from your family, from your friends, from Heavenly Father. That's where you're going to find your strength. That's where yeah. it is. So if you have any of your listeners that want to call me talk to me if they need encouragement from me i will be happy to be there for them okay uh, they, they can either contact me through my email or if they're friends with me on facebook they can contact me and i will let them know how to contact you absolutely please have them do that 
because right. I know I know how hard it is and and you know you feel like you're all alone in the world sometimes but you know uh with the people that have been there for me and heavenly father uh, I can honestly tell you that that is what helped me through this horrible horrible time in my life right so be tell them to be encouraged uh and as i said they can contact me anytime I will. Thank you, sweetie. And so, again, thank you so much for being on tonight. I so appreciate oh, you. Oh, no problem. No problem, honey. Anything for you. <laughs> you're so you're sweet. wonderful. And I will you're, be contacting you're, you. I have some questions uh, for uh, a friend. So I'm going to contact okay. you a little bit later if that's okay. Okay. No, that's fine, honey. Anytime. All right. All right. Anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. And thank you for letting me get my story out. And thank you for coming on. Absolutely. I think it's so important that your voice is heard. Well, thank you. It's important to me. It's important yes. to me. Yeah. Because people should people need to be strong and and uh and I want to help them do it. So yes. anytime. Anytime, honey. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And good Have night a good night. You. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night to everyone else too. Okay, before I uh, let everyone go, I just want to thank all my listeners for listening tonight. And um, I loved learning more about what CPS can do to the parents and how some people who are not related um, hurt families. And um, I think most of all, um, I really loved how she brought her family together, how she's still bringing her family together, how she hasn't stopped how she um, brings the Lord and other family members and friends into her life to give her strength. It was absolutely, absolutely amazing. So in closing, I'd like you to stay safe. Uh, love those that are around you. Uh, make your bad experiences, experiences into blessings. And remember that I love you all and have a great night.